Hi, welcome to episode one of On Another Note with Doug and Judy. I'm obviously Judy, and next to me is... Doug. And so, Doug, what are we doing here? Well, we're making our first podcast, and we've been talking about this for about a year. Now we actually have time because we're at home together, like a lot of other people during um, the coronavirus, I don't know if you're going to call it lockdown, but stay at home, stay home, isolate, social distancing, all those things. So we're actually here together. And uh, And this is different for us. It is different for us because we work a lot as educators. We do. Um, And music educators in particular, which means it's not just your... Your typical so nine to three. That's why it's on another note. Exactly. Right up on the music thing. I know. And we have to thank our friends for this because we put this up on social media and um, they were so kind and came up with the greatest ideas to call this podcast. Um, and they've actually encouraged us in this endeavor. So they don't know what they've done. They don't know what they've done. It could be interesting. Could be. So, all right. So you're a music educator and you teach at the elementary level. I didn't know that. I She just disappeared every day. I didn't know where she was going. Right. I thought you were an astronaut or something. And I, I teach. We'd be at, making more money then. Yeah, we anyway. live in a, we live in a Midwestern college town. I work at the, it's a division one university as a band director. Uh, and I teach K five general music at at one of the 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 city's uh, almost forty elementary schools I think. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, and we've been doing this a long time. We have been. Um, I guess combined, if we want to talk about when we both started teaching. Yeah. I've been teaching almost forty years. And I'm almost thirty years. Almost so about seventy years total. Yeah, so there's a lot of experience. You may hear more than you want to hear. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of circle back around to this with the the COVID-19 thing. Uh, tonight, just to give you an idea, so tonight we drove out to Dairy Queen to pick up some treats. Yeah, supporting just, local business and taking care of a, I don't know, we, we just were craving something. Yeah, we had to get out for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, but we, it was interesting because Judy kept track of how many cars we saw and it was weird. It was very weird. It reminded me of a really old commercial for Arby's. Thank you for clarifying. So there, you know, I I have to throw out a reference like that because, you know, our podcast, believe it or not, not scripted. Oh no. I get to make it up as I go. Well, he makes it up more than I do. Which I really like. Scares me a lot. So anyway, getting back to the COVID-19 thing, Mm -hmm. um, we thought maybe in this first episode, besides kind of introducing ourselves and everything, but we kind of wanted to talk about COVID-19 a little bit and impacts on educators and students and and on all that kind of what we're seeing. And and things look different for the two of us because, well, he is at the college level and things have just come to a complete halt for you. Yes. And, and which is different from what's happening at my level because my district is working really hard to make sure that kids still have access to um, some kind of education review, um, things to keep them busy and learning while they're away from the brick and mortar of the school. Right. Um, but it's taking a lot of, um, boy, it's taking a lot of man hours, especially on the administrative level. And um, teachers are scrambling. This is not what we do. Right. And I know a lot of people were watching the news and things were changing very quickly, right? Um, you had the NCAA and conferences um, 
stopping their tournaments, basketball tournaments, all that. I was on the road actually coming back from a, a conference tournament when all that was happening. And I, I know a lot of people are dealing with um, just the changes in how we operate day to day. I was in a real funk for close to a week just because I didn't get I didn't get closure at all to the spring semester. I didn't get to meet with my classes uh, and even say goodbye to them. Uh, it all happened, you know, in a way that I wasn't there. And so I know that that educators are, are dealing with that, missing their students. Well, and um, this all happened while I was on spring break. So spring break just never ended. Um, this is uh, we, we never did see the kids again. I was planning on coming back. We were going to have auditions for solos for my little fourth and fifth grade choir. That's not going to happen now. The concert's not going to happen. Uh, we didn't get to go see an opera we were going to go see. Um, everything just got, you know, was one thing after another that got canceled. And so, um, yeah, it's been it's been hard because I haven't even be able to, been able to communicate with the kids. But in my instance, I have over 500 kids. And so it's difficult to... Um, to communicate with all of them. Right. Yeah. I'm still receiving emails from time to time from students. I had some student teachers I was working with, so they're dealing with this too. As student teachers, their schools are, are closed or and dealing with online learning. Um, and it's not that it's necessarily a bad thing that they're, they're learning about how you can survive in this kind of situation, but I know that uh, they they too don't feel that a closure. You know, it's they're not getting to be with their ensembles or be with uh, their students daily. Um, so it, it's just really really strange. I know business people are dealing with the same things. One of our sons, we have three grown uh, sons, and one of them uh, works in a business atmosphere in an office. So he's been working from home. He doesn't feel like he gets as much done because he has two sons. Uh, and they're home with them. And so I'm sure that the people that are out in the more, sometimes we call them real jobs, <laughs> uh, are dealing with that too. You know, you business trips canceled, meetings, um, all that kind of stuff. So everybody's kind of dealing with a sense of loss. Um, I'm not happy because there's no March Madness for sure. One of my oh, favorite yeah. things not happening. So difficult to deal with. And right I've now. had to resort yeah. to watching old games on YouTube. You get, I'm. It's amazing how many full college basketball games you can watch on YouTube. I it's know. my new favorite every, thing. Every day. It's every day he's my watching new favorite things. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just seeing this not to, you know, take away from your basketball here. But what I'm seeing it, 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 from a... A national standpoint because I I have the opportunity to serve on a national board for music education is that um, I'm I'm talking to other people in other states and everybody's handling it differently and and that's a great thing because states should be autonomous they should be doing their own thing um, and they are communicating with each other but boy it depends on um, you know how many kids have access to things and you know we're, we're worried about equity in terms of, of you know, dishing out this education. And, um, you know, in Michigan, for instance, they've stopped teaching altogether. They're just not going to teach. All testing is done. Um, you know, in, in our state, what we're doing is every district is kind of deciding for themselves what they want to do. 
and can do because some of our towns are very, very isolated and so they can do that. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that even though we use technology for a tool, teachers aren't used to using it um, as the, the means for delivering their, um, their lesson plans. They use it as a tool to kind of facilitate things or to enhance things, but they're not used to using it as this is my, um, this is how I connect to students because we're used to being face to face and building relationships and, you know, music teachers. And, uh, I, I think are, you know, we, we are with our kids for years. Right. And so, you know, when you have them from kindergarten through fifth grade, or you have them all the way through middle school, high school or something like that, you know, them and their siblings and their families and the whole, and, and then all of a sudden you're completely separated from these kids and the kids are struggling too. So it's been an interesting time. I know some teachers are being really creative about what they're, what they're able to mm-hmm. do online, but you really, you can't have an ensemble no. experience really. Um, you can do individual lessons. You can, you can obviously watch something that a student has recorded and, and listen to that and give them feedback on that. Uh, asynchronous uh, learning, we're, we're learning this new jargon and terminology um, that it doesn't have to happen at a certain time of day. And uh, so I know a lot of that is happening, but it's still just not quite the same. Then the, the other thing, a part of this too, are the other services that students receive by way of the brick and mortar schools. Right. I think people forget the fact that you know, we feed a lot of kids who normally wouldn't wouldn't eat. Um, right. It's just those basic things. Um, some schools provide clothing and showers for kids who just don't have that. You know, they're homeless. They don't have that available to them. And counseling services for kids who are struggling. And there's just so much that, that schools provide that maybe in the past has been provided somewhere else. Um, and, you know, now these kids may be with parents who... They're, they have to, to work outside the home and they're by themselves or they're watching siblings or, and then they've got this teacher saying, hey, you have this assignment kind of thing. And I kind of wonder, I was looking at a picture that a friend put up on social media um, yesterday and she, she took it from her home and it was this group of kids and they were playing on this big old tree out in the field kind of thing. Mm. They were, and they were all up this, this huge branch and they were all climbing on it and just making up stuff and laughing and having a great time and I thought you know would it be so bad you know for kids just to be kids for a little bit and not have to I mean there's enough for them to worry about and this is coming from an educator who totally believes in education for all kids but I kind of wonder sometimes if maybe this is just a message like you know what let's loosen up a little bit well, we could get, kind of get back to basics some. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the parents that are able to stay home are spending more time with their kids than they normally do. And I think some of them may find a new appreciation for what teachers do. I, <laughs> I know just reading some things uh, on social media, friends of mine who are dealing with this and, and talking about what they've done that day with their kids, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's interesting what we're learning and we're not going to rub it in or anything no, i mean i've seen all not. kinds of these memes it's like all right now these parents are going to appreciate this well you know most of my parents i think that i deal with appreciate what teachers do for their their kids but 
Um, this may just be another level of understanding on their part. Just, just to get a glimpse of what it would be like just to teach two or three children, not thinking about teaching up to 30 kids in a classroom and what that looks like. Right. Then there's another kind of angle on this, too, is being an extrovert or an introvert and dealing with this isolation thing. I, it's not that I don't enjoy alone time. Uh, I do enjoy alone time, um, particularly if I'm out walking by myself or riding my bike or something like that. Um, I, I look forward to that and I enjoy it. But I also really like interaction. And so for me, I think this has been tough. You know, it's not that I can't stay home for a couple of days. I'm okay. But how long has this been now? It really, I mean, honestly. We're getting close to three weeks now. Well, not for me, though. I haven't been. I've been home. Well, that's true. You were gone. A little over a week. I mean, I was still out doing kind of regular things a little over a week ago. Yeah. But this week, I really shut things down. I, I haven't gone two consecutive days, though, without leaving the apartment building. Oh, I, uh, I, I, and I've been able to go for days. Can you tell which one of us is the, is the extrovert and which one is the introvert? I can't tell at all. Um, yeah, because I have to tell you, the first week or so, I was in my element. It was, I was in one place. I didn't have to go anywhere. I could sit and I could play on the computer or I could read a book or I could do, you know. And then all the emails started. Emails you know, work emails, I mean, from multiple people over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, my little introverted world was interrupted. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that a lot. And I'm always saying that I'm bored. And of course, Judy says, well, I have this list of stuff you could do. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do those things. So we cleaned the closet today. We did clean the closet. I, I, I have to admit, I I felt good about that. I'm glad that happened. That's good. Um, sense of achievement. So much that he suggested that we clean a closet every day now. But only one per day. One per day. I, that's my limit. Because we can't take away from the basketball Basketball watching. has to happen. Absolutely. Right. All right. So. Um, How I, do we wrap this thing up? Well. I don't know. Since this is the first one. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? I guess what this is, is if, if you have found this the least bit interesting, um, you know, We'll try not to just vamp on and on. Well, because we are musicians. And if you have all. questions or anything or suggestions for um, upcoming episodes, you could email them to us. We don't have any. I, we're working on an email address. We'll 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 tag it on we'll the tag end. That on there. But it's but we don't have one yet for the podcast. Right. That's something we have to do. But we've thought about. Um, we we know a lot of people, so we could maybe get them on with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that we would bring them here because. Oh, no, I think we could do this remotely. Yeah, we'll probably have them on the phone or something. Yeah. Or have them record themselves and send it to us. We'll, yeah, we know people. We'll figure yeah. that. Yeah, so <laughs> so is this is this the end of episode one? I guess so. So if you liked what you heard, you know, wait a little bit. We'll have episode two. Well, we're going to upload. I think we're going to have at least two episodes ready to go right away. Well, that'll be fun. All right. Thanks. All right. I'm Doug. I'm Judy. And this was on another note. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at onanothernote with Doug and Judy at gmail.com. If you're into blogging, I'd really appreciate if you would read my blog at musicteachermidlifemusing.blog. That's musicteachermidlifemusing.blog. 